Moving through this Halloween, snow in the area in southeastern Wisconsin, so if you're out, out and about, be careful. Slow it down. Your work, your appointments will be just fine. You're taking some extra time to get there safe and sound. All right, joining us on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline is one of Wisconsin's Republican congressmen. That is Glenn Grothman. Good morning, Congressman. Good morning. We're heading back to Washington today. You're going to miss our snow? Well, we're going to be driving to the airport in the snow in a few hours. There you go. You'll get your taste. We've got plenty of time for that in the remaining six months of winter that we get in Wisconsin. So how does this next week look for the U.S. House? Uh, we got so many issues, right? Israel, funding, Ukraine, funding, continuing resolution, budget, the growing national deficit, the concern or lack of concern from some members on that. Where do you want to start? Well, we can talk about the budget. Uh so you under so your listeners understand when it's done right and it's rarely done right our budget really is done in 12 separate bills and a goal of Kevin McCarthy and now a goal of um Mike Johnson is to get all 12 separate bills passed so our goal this week will be to pass three more of the 12 bills and to make sure that within three weeks, all 12 bills are passed. Now, if we don't pass an entire budget on time, if we don't want to shut down the government, we have to do what they call a continuing resolution, which really spends money at the same rate that they were spending a year ago, which is, people say is very controversial. I don't know why it's very controversial. I always feel it's the important thing what's in the budget, not whether we get it done in November or December, but some people are talking like it's more important when we get it done as opposed to whether we get it right. To that point, though, and I agree with you, there's always been this expectation by some members of Congress that you always have to take last year's budget and add on to it, right? More spending, often very little critical review of what the what the money you spent last year was done. I actually would like to see a little more review of some of the things that we throw our money around at. Well, we reached an agreement as part of raising the debt limit that this year's budget, the budget only includes something called discretionary spending, not mandatory spending, Social Security or Medicaid, all that stuff. We don't vote on that. That, that continues on automatically. But in the discretionary spending, we reached an agreement, which we hope we stick to, of a 1% cut in spending. By Congress's standards, that's fantastic. You know, it's something we haven't seen for over 20 years. Uh, and we'll see whether... Congress can stick to it. I will be happy if they stay at a 1% reduction. The Republicans right now, after agreeing with the Senate to a 1% reduction, are passing these bills on an 8% reduction. I don't know what you want to make of that. I'm just saying. Well, what do you make of it? Well, I'm kind of somebody who likes to stick with the deal. (laughs) Once you you shake a hand, you shake a hand. Sounds like a normal way to go about things. Right, but some of our Republicans felt that just because we agreed for a 1% cut, that was the lowest. And, and we should cut it more. No question about it, we should cut it more. I'm just saying an agreement was reached a few months ago with Kevin McCarthy and Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden that it was going to be a 1% cut. So, um, Well, how, is the Mike Johnson era and his leadership style different than Kevin McCarthy? How would you define the difference if it is? I don't think right now we've seen things that different. And I I think he is a very 
wholesome person. He is an honest person. Not that Kevin McCarthy wasn't, but I think he is an especially good person. I'll put it that way. Uh, by the way, when I point out that we have 12 separate bills, the Senate does not have 12 separate bills. The Senate right now, their position is apparently to do what we've always done in the past, have like a 3,000-page right document that we passed right before Christmas. Mm -hmm. How we're going to do that if the Senate refuses to break things into 12 separate bills, I don't know. But the expectation of both Kevin McCarthy and Mike Johnson is that we're going to have 12 separate bills, and we will have all 12, 12 separate bills done by November 17th, and we'll be ready to negotiate with the Senate at that time. Is that realistic? Oh, we'll get, we'll get our bills done. I don't think the Senate's going to be ready to negotiate, which is another problem. You have people saying, we can never vote for a continuing resolution. We'd rather shut down the government than get this done. Well, to get it done, you have to have two sides prepared to negotiate and negotiating, right? Which comes back to, I think it's important to get it right. And if the Senate wants to move slow, we're just going to have to move slow. But we want to get it right. We want to stick with the 1% reduction in spending. Uh, I am there. There's also where you're spending the money. I really, really dislike all this diversity stuff where you're hiring bureaucrats to, you know, hire people or give out grants based on race. I really want that stuff out of there, and we'll see whether we get it out of there or not. You know, the the idea of a standalone bill is sort of rare, and, and there has been some conversation about trying to make that more the norm in the U.S. House. So one of the things that I noticed this week was, the funding bill for Israel then had a piece about uh, reducing a, a corresponding amount of money with the IRS thing. I understand that, but I, I don't get the, the link between those two things. Well, I think the feeling is we are so broke that when we do what they call supplemental bills, and when I talked about a 1% reduction, that does not include what we call supplemental bills, bills that were not anticipated when we started working on the budget. And, of course, both Ukraine and Israel were not anticipated. So there's kind of a feeling that, well, if we're going to all of a sudden spend something not anticipated, we should reduce spending, spending somewhere else. And that's why the Republicans uh, picked the IRS. We'll see if the Democrats have anywhere else to, to pick or whether we're just going to the money for Israel or money from Ukraine, both of which will pass. Uh, though I'm not thrilled about the Ukraine stuff, but uh, they will both pass and they will both be money in addition to the regular budgeted amounts. You're confident they will pass because, I mean, that's a slap in the face to our allies in Israel if, the, if this, we screw around with this. Right. I, I, they, they will get something. I will tell you my concern. I would like to see something in there to make sure that we don't wind up with like a million asylum refugees from Palestine. You know, when you see these folks over there and know how they've been raised and you see all the protests in this country, I see no reason for us to take any of these people. Um, and there are plenty of countries in the Middle East who won't take them either, but you would think they would be more comfortable moving to Syria or moving to Egypt or moving to Iran, who professes to claim that they care about these folks, than have them come here. Is there a way to properly vet somebody from those countries? Because you know, I don't, I don't see us having an outright ban. I mean, do you think there's a way to properly vet someone that, that's coming from one of those countries? Well, I think, um, I think overall, people in those countries have been raised to hate Israel and hate Jews, the degree to which 
I'm not sure we want them to fit into this country, not to mention we're taking 200,000 people across the southern border every month already. The idea that we would take a surprise half a million or million refugees from Palestine, I don't, I don't think we'd want them. From, a, from the perspective of a Wisconsin congressman, are you worried about the situation in Gaza, Israel, and, and what it could mean for the Middle East and perhaps beyond that, the, the role of America and potentially Russia, China? Well, I think Israel has a very strong military. I think they'll have no problem doing what they want to do in Gaza. I think they are strong enough to prevent what, what their real fear is, and that is they have about 150,000 rockets in Lebanon, but I think they are strong enough that um, Hezbollah, which runs the rockets in Lebanon, will know that they are going to be in a lot of trouble if a lot of those missiles come over there. Congressman Glenn Grothman joining us on WTMJ. Now, I'm a big fan, as you know, of the people that work in your staff, including Kyle, and, and Kyle sent me a piece about some work that you're doing on behalf of Dylan's Law. Tell me what that is and what it means. Sure. Uh, we want epinephrine to be available to as many people around the country as possible. That's the drug that you give somebody if somebody becomes allergic uh, to something or other. There so the EpiPen, EpiPen, basically. Yeah, the, an EpiPen, right. And there was a wonderful guy who died north of, uh, in Michigan, which is a little bit north of Manitowoc. His mother is on a crusade to try to get this in as many hands as possible. The bill um, allows anybody to carry it and be exempt from a lawsuit if something happens there and to encourage states to take training dollars they're largely already getting by using them to train people on how to use this, which is very simple. I mean, they can teach you how to use it yeah. in about two minutes. I was surprised that it wasn't already there, that we couldn't actually be protecting these people that were trying to save a life. Right, right. Now, we've done this. In the last couple of years in Wisconsin, it's important to do it nationwide. The more people who have this training and the more people who have this, the better off we'll be. Dylan was the name of the guy, Dylan Miller, who died uh, a few years ago from a bee sting. Can you imagine if you have a wonderful son and everything is fine in your life and all of a sudden he gets a bee sting and dies? But we, then the more people we can prevent this happening to, obviously, the better. Enthusiastically endorsed that idea, so I'm glad to give a little uh, publicity to the efforts on behalf of Dylan's Law. Congressman Glenn Grothman, always a pleasure to talk to you. We'll do it again down the road. Thank you very much. All right. Joined by Congressman Glenn Grothman.